Yeah, man. You know what it is. Mark Fuller, Team Alliance, the Brooklyn Moses Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 22. Another educational topic on deck. Um, as of late, been focusing on information pertaining to the Nadex platform in particular, trying to help people out here who are looking to trade or looking for a trading platform or looking for a better way to do things, whatever you're looking for. I got something good for you that you can uh, definitely become a part of. And I also have an entire blueprint laid out for you that you can plug into to be successful with it. Um, The platform is called Nadex. North American Derivatives Exchange. Basically, the platform gives you an opportunity to trade a specific instrument the same way that you're used to stocks. You might be used to crypto, may even be used to or familiar with Forex. Um, These are different ways of trading, which is basically giving you an opportunity to profit off of market activity. That's what trading allows you to do. The key to trading is winning and earning profits. And that's exactly what you need to learn how to do consistently in order for trading to become an actual business for you. But we're going to get into that when we uh, start talking about things. All right. In the interim, let's uh, see who we got in the building with us. Uh, Keith, thank you for posting that. Much appreciated. So on Instagram, we have. Swag is in the building. Um, I see Phyllis Cobbins. David Dream, what's going on? I see Torre. Key is over here as well. Willis Major. Uh, Mr. James is here. Uh, Mr. Crack the Chrome. Hope I said that right. Welcome. And I see Nico also in the building. All right, cool. So IG is, IG is definitely here. Um, let's see who we got with us on Facebook. I see Chris Fahey over here on Facebook. Thought I saw Champ over here also. Was I seeing things right? Yeah, Champ is here as well. All right, cool. So Facebook is in the building as well. And of course, on YouTube, uh, gang is heavy as always. Let's see. Oh, let me post this before I forget it. All right, I'll do that in a minute. Uh, Maui Jeff is in the building on YouTube. Stacy's here. Ozzy's here. Chris Fahey's over here as well. Um, Kalisha's here. I see Jackie. We press Ace One. Uh, Melanie's here. Key is here. Mo is here. Bailey's over here. I see Muffin Woman. I see Orion, Vision, Peter Leonardi, um, Dale, what's going on? Tim G. 
I see Tavares, uh, Jason, what's going on? Uh, Melanie, and I see Parable as well. All right, man, we, we here. We in the building. We are in the building. It's going to be a good podcast today. <laughs> I can always tell when it's, it's, it's going to be good. I, the, the vibe starts working immediately. And it's already working. I haven't said nothing yet. But this is how it begins. All right, so let's get into the topic. Um, Let's get into the topic. I see a couple of questions. Or what I think could be questions. Let me see. Tim is asking, when you started trading Nadex, were you always patient? Or was it something you had to work on? Hell no, I was not always patient. And absolutely, it was something that I had to work on. Um, I, I would I would say that the patience part um, is something that is continuously a part of your development. It's not like, all right, you have patience and then you just execute that patience. You're learning how to execute patience more and more over time as time goes by. So you have to work on your patience continuously. Even now, it's not that I'm super patient. What it is is that I'm obedient to being patient. You see, I'm not going to break what I know would push me in the opposite direction of where I want everything to go. I don't want to lose, for one. I don't want to be in the market when I shouldn't be, two. And because my desire to not do those things is so high, I'm not going to do those things. As a matter of fact, instead of me doing that, what I will do is I'll train more. So you see how like occupying your mind and your time with something else will keep you away from doing dumb shit. And that's how you continuously work on your patience. You got to do something else. You can't do, you can't, it's kind of like being in front of the charts all day. You can't do that because Eventually, you're going to shift into trade mode. And when you shift into trade mode, you're going to start taking trades. Even when you know you shouldn't be, you see. So don't even set yourself up. That's what you're learning how, to, how not to do. You're learning how not to such a, set yourself up for failure by doing extra stuff that you shouldn't be doing. You, gotta, you have to find something else to do. For us, we train instead. You see, we occupy our time all like damn near every moment of the day. I'm training and I'm listening to training. I'm listening to something. I'm watching something instead of just being in front of the charts, looking at the market. Because I know what that's going to lead to. It's going to lead to you taking trades. That's that's just what it is. Instead of doing that, I listen continuously to what I should be listening to to keep me focused on applying the same process that we're training to learn you see what i'm saying so that's what i do and over time you develop the patience that you need because patience is a requirement it's not an option all right so hopefully that was um a good answer for that somebody else i thought said something odell said you're looking for a strategy there i don't have a strategy for you but what i do have is a skill set for you We got that over here. But strategies, no. No, I don't. 
But um, hopefully through this content, you'll realize that it's not really a strategy that you need. It's more so elevation of your mindset and a winning process. You have those two things. You can go wherever you want to go in trading. And that's just the fact. All right. All right. So let's get into the topic. Um, why binaries on Nadex is easier to learn than Forex. Why binaries on Nadex is easier to learn than Forex. And I mean, off the rip, I would say that the reason that it's easier is because there's a lot less. That's number one. Like in the Forex world, Ron Carter, what's going on, sir? In the Forex world, there's a lot. It's like you have all of this information that bombards you. And I, I mean, I'm not going to just limit it to Forex. It's really in any any market environment as far as trading goes that you would participate in. Some people trade futures and traditional options. You know, some people trade crypto. It gets cluttered with all of this different stuff that you can do. And because there's so much stuff that's around you, you're trying to sift through how to just take something to simplify it. You see what I'm saying? So what people will do is they'll look for what first? They look for strategy. And right now I'm talking specifically about Forex, futures, you know, traditional options. They're going to look for a strategy off the rip because they don't understand how to actually trade the instruments that are available to trade yet. And I'm talking about somebody that's new. When you're brand new and you come into this world, this this finance world, this investment world, it's a lot of information, man. It's a lot of stuff. Even people in the stock market, same thing. It's just, it's just stuff everywhere. You know, um, when you sign up on a platform, you know, and open an account, as soon as you open up the chart, when you open up the charting platform, it's just overwhelming. Indicators, numbers, colors, right? You're seeing red, green. You're seeing numbers. You're seeing charts. You're seeing candlestick charts. You can have a candlestick chart. You can have a bar chart. You can have a line chart, right? You got time frames, one minute, five minute, 15, 30, one hour, four hour, daily, Weekly, some of them have even more times time frames on um what charters that I, I that I look at from time to time. I keep this up because I see other people use it. I forgot what it's called. Is it trade? It might be Trading View. I think it's Trading View. Trading View even got six day. Let me see some. Hold on. Show how, let me show you how many time frames they got. Yeah, they got. Look at this. Look at this. They have um, five minute, 30 minute, one hour, three hour, six hour, daily, weekly, monthly. It never ends. It's like you got all of this stuff that you are looking at when you're looking at these platforms. And it's just a big, huge ball of confusion. It really is. It it inundates you after a while because it's like, damn, I just want to, I'm just here to just try to trade and make money. But you're here looking at all of this and it's like, well, this is a lot. So what am I supposed to do? 
All right, let me see if I can find some type of strategy. See? So now you seek out people that you hope are profitable with whatever it is that you're looking at trading and you you're looking for guidance from them. So anyone that talks about signals and strategies, you know, they're offering you whatever they may be using to be profitable on the platform trading the instrument that you're looking to trade. Sometimes that could be the case and sometimes it's not the case. A lot of times they they might be losing. They could be losing. They may not even be profitable. But because they can put things together and make it look like, yeah, if you do this, you know, you'll be profitable. But it's like, well, if I follow exactly what you tell me to do and then it doesn't work for me, is it me doing something wrong or is it that what you're doing don't work? You see what I'm saying? And in, if they don't get into mindset, it could be you. It could be you. It might be your mindset. Maybe you're not patient enough waiting for, you know, everything that they're telling you specifically to look for to come into fruition before you ultimately take the trade. It could be a number of things, you know. Um, that That's as far as like strategies and stuff like that goes. When it comes to signals, all right, they're telling you, all right, so we're going to buy such and such at this price. Here's the entry. Here's the the uh, the price we're going to exit at. Here's the stop loss. Cool. All right, so now you got signals. So now you take those trades and you hope that they pan out. But you don't know if they're going to pan out or not. The only way that you're going to know is by taking the trades. So now you got to keep up with all the signals. How many signals do they issue? How much risk should you put on one signal? What's the size of the trade that you should be using? What size lots should you be using? And right now I'm going into Forex a little bit deeper. What lot size should you use? What leverage should you use? How much leverage are you using? You using one to 100? All right, so <laughs> how many lots? These are all the questions you got to figure out the answer to. You see, so you see, like, I'm just talking about Forex right now. You got to figure all of this stuff out and you didn't even take a trade yet. So as you start to figure stuff out, you know, if you're like me, you're going to use real money to try to figure everything out. That's what I did. Now, the difference with me is that in the past, when I was first trading Forex, I already had previous market experience because before Forex, I was trading traditional stock options, index options. I had traded futures. I even traded commodities. Before that, I was trading stocks. And I kind of figured out market stuff. That's what I'll say. I figured out market stuff. So it's not that I would be focusing so much on indicators and strategies and all of this type of stuff. I just wanted to, to look at the market and be like, you know, I, I think I can make some money if I trade this. Let me just wait and see what it does when it does this. Oh, that's what it does. Okay, cool. I started looking at candles and looking at how candles form and, and, and what the wicks mean and that type of stuff. Started figuring stuff out on my own. So now when I would buy stuff, when I would buy somebody's strategy, I already had a base because I was already looking at the market myself. So now when I look at what they're instructing me to do, I'm like, well, why would you, why are you telling me to buy right there? 
I'm not I'm not sure why you say oh well because it's a reverse you know it's a reverse uh convergence indicator that we that we're going to use. We're going to buy into the pressure. Okay. So but the market going up and we and we're buying when it's going up. I thought it was we supposed to buy low and then sell high. You see like I would I would be like asking logical questions to try to get real answers. And all of this was, I wasn't even in Forex yet. This was like the stock market when I first started. Stocks, then I got into options. To me, options had simplified things because it was like, well, you don't have to actually have all of this money in your account in order to buy the stock. You can just trade the options. And if you're right about, you know, the direction of the market, the options is a great way for you to capitalize on being right. Started trading, st you know, stock options. Then I, I like the idea of trading index options. I'm like, because the index has more volatility, there's more stocks built into it, so there's less risk as far as the movement goes because there are more companies to, that make up the movement of the index. That was my logic. Started trading index options. I was trading the S&P 500 first. Then I was trading the S&P 100, OEX. Like I'm, I'm taking you back a little bit just to kind of give you an idea of how I used to look at everything. So I'm doing all of this, trying to figure everything out. And every time that I figured something out, I would always look at something that somebody was selling. A course, you know, a strategy, or indicator set, whatever it was. I wanted to see if they were doing something that I might not be doing that could help me. You understand? Like enhance what I already had basic understanding of. So again, I was focusing on the market always. I always knew, well, this is the market. The market is what you need to understand to be profitable doing anything. So it's not about the indicator. It's really about the market. You see, how does the indicator help you with the market stuff? If it doesn't help you with understanding the market better, then the indicator is useless. And I knew that. But anyway, so I'm kind of, again, I'm going through this because I want you to see how vast all of this stuff is. Like, this was way, I'm taking y'all way back before I even got into Forex. I started, in the matter of fact, I started with mutual funds. Then I went to stocks. Then I went to stock options. Then I went to index options. After that, I went into futures. I'm, I'm trading the S&P minis. You need much more money in a futures account because the margin requirement was huge for you to trade one contract. But you can make a lot off of a little bit of movement in the market. So if you could anticipate where the market was moving, you can make a lot of money trading futures mini contracts. See? So each time it was like a step up a little bit after futures boom forex came and when forex came everything switched up for me because it was like i just understood it clearer and i'm like i can do a lot more with this than i was doing you know trading previous stuff i could trade with less money i could i, I could you know kind of break my trades apart I don't have to do all of the same things. I can try different things and figure things out. I'm not limited to just one type or one size like I was with futures, for example. You see, when you traded those, it was $500 a contract for the minis. 
So you that means you had to have five hundred dollars on your account just to trade one contract. Period. That had nothing to do with what you was doing as far as making or losing money. Just to trade the contract, you needed five hundred bucks, and the minimum to open the account was five thousand, and it went up after that. So anyway, so forex comes along. I'm like, all right, cool. Forex open account. I think at the time. Um, when I had started with Forex, probably was FXCM. I think that was the first platform I was using. And I think that their minimum at the time was 2500 to open the account. So I was like, cool, I could do that. Opened up my account, FXCM. Started, you know, figuring out what things are, contract. And, and at that time, matter of fact, it wasn't contract, excuse me, it was lots. At that time, when you open your account, all they had was standard accounts. They didn't have minis and none of that yet. Like I'm going back. This was like 2004. You you had to open up a standard size account. So that meant that your leverage was automatically set at one to 100. So like one con, one um one lot, I think a pip was worth $10 if I'm not mistaken. $10 a pip. So that means that when you trade one lot Every pip is 10 bucks. 10, a 10 pip move, $100. You're following me? So naturally, you're like, yo, I got to figure this out because that's a lot. Damn, if, if it go against you, you kind of shit out of luck. <laughs> that $10 add up quick. Not to mention the fact that as soon as you place the order, the spread already eats up two pips. So you're already down $20. So just to make $20, you got to actually make four pips because the spread is what you pay the broker to actually facilitate the transaction. And that is already included in the cost when you place the trade. All of this, you had to, you had to know all of this and you had to work around all of it and figure everything out. It was crazy. So it was like a new world to me, but I was already in the investment world. So I'm familiar with things already. So I'm like, let, let me just figure this out. First of all, let me stick with a currency pair with the lowest spread. That was my first logical thinking. What was the lowest spread pair at the time? Euro dollar. Euro dollar was anywhere from 0.5 to, to, to 2 pips was the spread. It, depend on, it depended on the time of the day or if there was news and stuff like that. So FXCM, that's where I started at. Now, I started figuring things out. I start actually making money and trading. What happens? They calling me every time I make a withdrawal because I'm making big withdrawals. Once I figured out how to actually trade and make money, and y'all kind of know this about me anyway, once I know and I'm confident, I'm all in. I'm all in. So I'm trading big ass lot sizes, 20 lots, 30, 50 lots, on one trade, like you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta understand, one lot is $10 a pip. You're following me, right? So if I got 20 lots on, how much per pip is that? 200 bucks a pip. <laughs> so one pip move is $200. You're following me? <laughs> I'm trading 20, 30, 50 lots because I figured things out. And I'm all in because my confidence level is up here. As I'm figuring things out And again No demo 
didn't even know they had a demo. You following me? Didn't even know they had a demo. Later on, I found that uh, a guy that, that um, I used to know at the time was um, trading in Forex. He told me one day, he said, why don't you try your stuff out on demo? I was like, what's that? He's like, what? Like, what do you mean demo? What's a demo? Didn't even know they had a demo account. <laughs> so here I am using real money, figuring everything out. In a standard size account. $10 a pip. So anyway, I'm saying all of this because Forex is a very popular thing nowadays. Like as far as, you know, in the trading world. Very popular. Like everybody's using MT4 and trading Forex. It's all these, these EAs and robots and automated this, automated that. You know, people on the phone using MT4. I get it. Everybody likes MT4, MT5. Cool. I understand. Very popular. Everybody and their mama trading Forex, right? Is it easy? No, it's not. And it's not easy, for one. And also, when you start to look for guidance, it's very difficult to find good guidance. Like, it's hard to find somebody that actually teaches you real stuff that you can use effectively in the market. Most of the time, anything that you do is going to be something you figured out on your own, not something somebody else told you. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it'll just come from your experience with how you're looking at the market. And then, you know, you figuring out how to become comfortable with what you see. Some people like scalping. You see, some people like swing trading. Some people like the intermediate term trading. So, you don't know what your personality is um, until you start messing around with stuff and figuring things out. You understand? So once you start doing stuff, that's how you kind of know what you gravitate to. So for me on Forex, I definitely gravitated to scalping immediately. Out the gate. Later on, I started to get into the intermediate term trades. You know, setting up risk reward, stop loss, you know, double the the target. The target is two times as much as the stop loss. Figuring out market structure, you know, looking at um the way that the market might be trending. Just figuring stuff out. And I started taking those type of trades, did that effectively as well. Mind you, I'm moving through all of these different brokers. I started out on FXCM. I think after that, I went to Gain Capital, which is Forex.com. I think I, I had an account with Alpari. I was using FXDD. I was using all of them. And every time that I went to a different broker, it was a different issue when I was withdrawn because I would be profitable. So I'm making money on these platforms. And when you're profiting on platforms and the size of your withdrawals get, you know, kind of large, you start getting calls. I don't know why. This happened to me everywhere. FXCM used to call me. FXDD used to call me. Alpari was calling me. I'm like, why y'all always call after I make a withdrawal? Every time I make a withdrawal and, and y'all calling me. Oh, we're just, you know, giving you a call, a courtesy call. I'm like, it's not courtesy. It's not, it's not courteous about minding my business. 
Like, what do you mean a courtesy call? A courtesy call for what? You used to be asking me, yeah, we noticed that you made some sizable withdrawals. I'm like, yeah, I made some sizable profits. Hello? That's what I'm supposed to do. You know, because their thing is like, well, now nah, we want you to keep money in your account until you lose it. But that's not what was happening with me. I, I got money in the account, but when I make profits, I'm, I'm withdrawing that. Let me get that. So I used to be having wire transfers. I got, I, it's, it's crazy too, because I found old, um, you used to have to submit a form. It wasn't like online, how it is now with everything. Now, click of a button, you make your withdrawal. You used to have to, to download a form, fill it out, sign it, and then send the form back to them. You had to fax it back to them. Then when they got to the fax in, in the queue, then they got to the withdrawal and the process of withdrawal. So it took like three or four days. I used to be having to go through all type of stuff. So naturally, when the, the withdrawals were big, they would always call me every time. You know, there was times I was, I was withdrawing 10,000, 15, 18,000. And they're like, yo, what, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trading. <laughs> what do you mean? What am I doing? In other words, they're saying, what are you doing that's making money like this all the time? I'm like just figuring out the market and figuring shit out. Like what? Like what do you want me to tell you? But anyway, so just a lot, man. Forex is a big thing. It's not little. It's popular now, and it seems like everybody can do it. But no, don't don't get it twisted. You have to figure out a lot just to trade in the forex market. There's different ways of trading in the forex market. You understand? Scalp. You can do that. You can trade intermediate term. You can swing trade, right? Bunch of different ways that you can go about doing things. You got to figure it out. So it's not cut and dry like, all right, here's Forex. This is what you do to make money. And that's it. Get, go, go, go ahead and get busy. That's not what it is. You got to figure out how you're going to trade. You got to figure out how you're going to manage your money in the account and your risk reward. How you're going to manage the leverage in your account. How much leverage are you going to use? Why are you going to use that much leverage? You see? You got to figure out a lot of stuff. So now let's compare that to Nadex. And this is where it gets exciting. This is where it gets good. On Nadex, we have an instrument called... The binary option. <laughs> it's called the binary option. In fact, it's a five minute binary option. Now, what that means is every five minutes, this instrument recycles and the strike price levels are based on wherever the market is right now. So, for example, Euro dollar. If that's the market of choice for you, right? When you're looking at the euro, the euro price of the market is what determines the option strike price levels. So just think of it as a ladder. And let's say the euro is at, let me just look at where it is right now. Right now it's at uh, 
dollars seventeen. So it's at one point seventeen fifteen. That's the level, approximately. So if it's at one point seventeen fifteen, on the binary ladder, you'll have levels right above it, levels right below it, and then levels very close to that price level. So the price of the the euro is one point seven one five. You're going to have a strike price at 1.715, a line. Right above that, you'll have one at 1.717. Above that, you'll have one at 1.719. You're following me? So it's like it's, it's separated by two pips. Underneath, you'll have 1.713. And underneath that, you'll have 1.711. So it's a binary ladder. It'll have five different strike prices. The one that is closest to where the market actually is at the beginning of the binary, that's the one that's likely going to be in the middle. Unless there's a lot of movement in the market, the market will end up being wherever it is. But the strike prices will already be populated based on the price level of the market itself. Y'all with me? Very simple. So now every five minutes, the levels repopulate themselves based on where the market is now. Right. So there's always going to be an opportunity now. Every five minutes, you have new price levels. And of course, whatever the market is doing determines how the market is moving. It could be volatile, moving all over the place. It could not be as volatile and, move, you know, be moving somewhat less. It could be slow and moving just consolidated. It could be doing a bunch of different things. The market has different environments and it has different behaviors. Now, environment and behavior describes the market itself. It has nothing to do with the binaries. The binaries are just price levels that represent a line in the sand. And the way that the binary works is simple. Whatever direction that you select for your trade, the market just needs to remain either above or below the price level, the strike price level of the option that you've decided to trade. That's it. So again, let me use the example of the euro. If the euro's trading at 1715 and there's a strike price at 1715 and you want to buy it, the price of the market itself has to remain above 17.15. So as long as there's at least one micro pip above, at the end of that binary, the end of that five minutes, when the binary expires, you'll win that trade. All the market has to do is stay above 17.15. You're following me? So if you're selling, it's flipped. The market needs to stay under 17.15. See? So if you're selling, you would anticipate that the market remains below. If you're buying, you're anticipating that the market is going to remain above. You're either going to be right or you're going to be wrong. You're either going to win and make money or you're going to lose the trade and lose money. That's it. Simple. And this goes on all day. Five, every five minutes, these binaries are recycling, which means that you always have an opportunity if 
you can understand the movement of the market itself. That's the key to winning the binaries. That's the key to consistently profiting from the binaries. If you understand the movement of the market, you'll know how to anticipate what the market is going to do at the end of the binary. Does that make sense? So if you study the market, now here's an instrument that you can use to trade. You're trading your understanding of the market. You're not trading binaries. See, if you try to trade binaries, you'll lose because it's just coin flipping. But if you trade your understanding of how the market moves, now you're talking about being profitable when you trade because it means that you'll study, observe the market, you'll wait, you'll remain patient before you do anything because you understand the behavior of the market. You know that now is not a good time to be in a trade versus now, you know, is there a trade? Is, is this a good trade? Is this a bad trade? Has nothing to do with the trade. It has everything to do with is now a good time to be in a trade. You see? So as long as you can isolate that and, and maintain that thought process, you'll be able to position yourself to win consistently on Nadex. Trade in the binaries. And it's way easier than Forex. I don't care what nobody says. And what happens is this. People get mad at the Nadex platform and they get upset with me, of course, because they're like, well, Nadex is like gambling. No, it's not. No, it is not. It's like gambling for you. And I'm going to tell you why it's like gambling for you. It's gambling for you because of one thing. You do not understand the market. That's the reason why. That has nothing to do with Nadex. So let me rewind. Hold on. The same reason you lose on Nadex is the same reason you losing in Forex now. Because I know some of y'all come from Forex. And I know that you losing. I'm not talking about winning sometimes. I'm talking about consistently winning and being in profit, being in the green consistently. You're not doing that in Forex. I already know that. I know that already. Now, when you come onto the Nadex platform, it's so simple that you have to be right in order to make money. See, in Forex, you can be wrong right now. But as long as you're able to sustain the drawdown of your position, you can hold that position until the market comes back, can't you? Right? Am I telling the truth? Some of y'all being trades for a month. <laughs> y'all get into a trade and y'all hold the trade for the whole month. Hoping and waiting for the market to come back. Sometimes you'll be fortunate and the market comes back. And then you'll feel good. Oh, oh I'm not, yeah, I, these are good trades that I took. Really? Your drawdown was 40%. You had a 40% drawdown. So that means if you had $1,000 in your account, you was down 400 bucks. $600, that's all you had left in the account. 
And a portion of that was in the position Come on now I know what I'm talking about I know what y'all be doing So when you tell me about Your success in Forex Is it really success? Because you got to think about it What happens when That drawdown gets too big Or you double up the size of your of your lots Thinking that the market's going to come back up It's down But you think it's going to come back up You double up And it goes down even more See You can afford to be wrong If you're able to sustain the drawdown If you can't sustain the drawdown You get that margin call Right Or you get stopped out Come on now Am I telling the truth So Understand like Don't fool yourself You gotta be Fully Transparent with what you're actually doing If when you get into a trade That trade does not move into profit right away You got problems You got problems Your timing is off Whatever you decide to do at the time was wrong It is what it is Hopefully you don't get stopped out Sometimes you don't get stopped out And it goes in your direction Cool, I understand But that's not always happening That's the point I'm making That's the point So now Take that same way of trading And come to Nadex and see what happens Nadex, you can't afford to be wrong Hold on With a binary, you can't afford to be wrong. You got to be right. So the proof that you're making money is a winning trade. The proof that you're making money is consistently winning your trades. You can't fool us. You see? If you're wrong, you're going to lose the trade. You can't afford to be wrong like you are in Forex. This is another reason why it's easier to learn this. Because this is going to force you to learn about the market. I don't know what you're doing in the Forex world. I honestly don't. A lot of you are using strategies, different indicators, you know, all type of technical analysis. Some of y'all trade the news, whatever it is that you got going on. I understand. I understand. You know, some people sum it up to, oh, well, it's money management. If if your money management is good, it doesn't matter how many trades you actually lose as long as your winners are bigger. Yeah, but are you doing that is the question. I'm not talking about hypothetically what you could do. I'm talking about what you're actually doing. Are you doing that? That's the question. So don't give me the hypothetical. You see what I'm saying? What are you doing? That's the question. So you're much better off by understanding the difference. There's a big difference between traditional Forex and trading on Nadex. There's a difference really between anything else and the binaries on Nadex. And that's why I'm bringing up these topics because I want to at least give you a chance to see the difference and then make an educated decision afterwards. Because some people will just sum it up to not nah, Nadex is like gambling because they don't understand binaries and they don't understand that you can actually learn how to interpret the market in order to win binaries consistently. They don't, they don't get that part. See, nobody ever explained that to them. 
So because they can't figure it out and they keep losing, and especially when you won trades and then you lose, I know that that hurts. It stings. Damn, I was 5-0. and Then I lost. Gave all my profits back. Nadex sucks. No, Nadex don't suck. Nadex is giving you the greatest opportunity of your lifetime. You just don't know it yet. You just don't know. And not knowing is going to be a detriment to you. Because you'll leave a platform like Nadex chasing Forex. You'll leave Nadex. Like some of y'all will come to Nadex and then leave. Talking about, oh, no, nah, I do better. I did better on Forex. Did you? Be honest. I doubt it. I honestly don't think you did better on, on Forex. And I know that that's why you came to Nadex to begin with. And this is not a Nadex versus Forex thing. I'm explaining the difference in the, the instrument. This is binaries versus everything. Nadex has the best binary that you can trade. See, this is not traditional binaries. Some like some don't don't come to me with pocket options. Don't do that. I'm not talking about those binaries. I'm not talking about overseas platforms. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a regulated US based platform with no issues. You get your withdrawals on time. The platform up and running all the time. 1099 end of the year. File your taxes. You make money, you pay taxes. CFTC, regulated. NFA, regulated. In the U.S., been in business since 2004, I want to say. If I'm not mistaken. So, understand, like, this is a very powerful model that this company is using for one and the instrument the binary if you just learn how to be patient and become disciplined and allow the market to reveal itself to you you can use that information and consistently win trades on the nadex platform over and over and over again and scale up the trades <laughs> See, y'all don't understand what y'all have. You can start with $100 and scale up the size of your trades just by being correct. That's all you got to do. Well, nobody's perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Just don't be stupid. <laughs> Yo, every time I talk about this shit, I get excited because I swear people don't get it. They just don't understand it. They don't understand. For you to leave Nadex and do anything else, you don't understand it. You just don't get it. And that's why I'm doing this. I'm trying to help you to understand before you leave. I'm trying to help you to understand before you start. 
Some of y'all trying to figure out where to, you know, oh, yeah, I want to make money. I want to learn how to trade. All right, Nadex. Binaries. That's the best thing, period. Well, what about, what about crypto? What about crypto? I don't trade crypto. I buy Bitcoin. Let's not get it twisted. I know what Bitcoin is. And I buy it and I'm not selling it. Let's get that out the way. I'm not, I'm not selling my Bitcoin. Matter of fact, I got some some good stuff later to talk about, but I got to do a whole podcast for it. Another bit Bitcoin podcast is coming. But anyway, we're not trading crypto. This is better than that. But Mark, you can lose it all. You also can win it all if you learn how to be consistent. You can lose it all doing what you're doing now. So what's the difference? The same reason that you're losing now is the same reason that you would lose on Nadex. It's not a difference. You making it sound like, oh, well, you'll lose on Nadex. You losing in Forex. You losing on Robinhood right now. So stop playing. Some of y'all are losing on the crypto platform. Some of y'all sold Bitcoin. Some of y'all sold Bitcoin yesterday and it went up today. Oh, damn, I shouldn't have sold. Damn, I should have waited. Oh, I, oh my, my entry, I, I entered too early. No, you're selling Bitcoin. You sound stupid. You sound stupid selling Bitcoin, period. I don't care if you're trading it. Even if you're leveraging, you shouldn't be selling it. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, man. Hold on. Oh, boy. Yo, I don't know what, I don't know. What, like, Rant Man just been on a rampage as of late. He just came out of nowhere and just is talking, just going off. <laughs> Yo. Listen, man. Listen. There's no need to discuss it anymore, any further. Forex does not compare to Nadex. Binary options, five-minute binary options. Stock market don't compare. Futures don't compare. Stocks don't compare. Crypto don't compare. Nothing compares to this. Nothing. This is going to force you to learn the market. Binaries force you to learn the market in order to win. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, man. Damn. Let me drink some coffee. Shit. Binaries force you to learn the market. <laughs> Some of y'all don't know nothing about the market. You have to know about the market to win on to win binaries. You have to know the market to win binaries. You can't get off being wrong at first and then you write a week later. No, 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 no. You got to be right now. You got to know the market now. All right, let me cool this. Shit. You need to die to Marco, man. Oh boy I see one comment I'm gonna get to that 
I might I might start there. Let me let me look at Instagram real quick. Um, Tracy, what's happening? Nicole Murphy, what's going on? Torre said noissues.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nadex all day. Yep, scale, scale city, exactly. Uh, Ron Carter says founded 2004. Yes, so I was right. I said 2004, right? Yep. Yeah, they actually they it, it was a different name at the time. I forgot what the name is. I, I always do this. I forgot what the name is. But it had a different name and then it became um Natus, I think, in two thousand I wanna say two thousand nine. Something like that. Um Tracy says reality is though, even though it's the best platform, most people aren't gonna have what it takes to win consistently. And you're right. And see, the thing about it is that people are not going to have what it takes to win consistently on any platform. So that statement right there applies to people wherever they are. That's not just a Nadex thing. Does that like y'all understand what I'm saying? That's a people thing. People don't have what it takes to win anywhere. Come on, man. Thank you. Yes, Head Street. Thank you, Ron Carter. Yes, sir. Head Street, exactly. Look, Jay Carly on it too. Up the vibe. <laughs> All right. So let me come over to into the comments real quick. Um, let me see. Somebody has said something interesting that I wanted to respond to. Dale says, I left Nadex a year ago to Forex and now I'm back to Nadex. Come on now. And see, understand, I'm not promoting Nadex. I'm promoting the best opportunity that there is, period, when you have the right mindset. See, when your mindset is right, you'll figure out how to become in tune with the market. When you become in tune with the market, you can apply that atonement on any instrument that you trade. What's the best instrument to trade? Binaries all day. Binaries are the best thing you can trade. Come on, man. Think about it. All you got to do is be right about where the market ends up. That's it. Doesn't matter how many pips, you don't need a 30 pip, 40, 50, 60, 100 pip move. You don't have to figure out average true range to know if that much movement is even in the moves. You understand? You don't need to know about stochastics. Hoping that this is the turn. You're using stochastics trying to figure out if it's going to turn now. Well, what if it turns and then it turns back? You're trying to pinpoint tops and bottoms. This is, what, this is the type of stuff you, you got to figure out on, on Forex. I'm just saying. You're trying to figure out, oh, well, oh, this is moving with the long-term trend. Yeah, but it's a retracement. It's a retracement inside of a long-term trend. 
how big is the retracement going to be? Oh, let me put a Fibonacci uh, on here. Then you got to make sure that you use the right levels for the Fib levels. Otherwise, the Fib levels will be wrong. You got to make sure that you use the, the correct swing. Well, which swing did you use? Oh, well, zoom out. Go to the daily chart. Oh, I didn't use the daily. I used the one hour. Oh, might be a different swing. See? You got to know that the further out that you go in the time frame, that's going to be more accurate for your Fibonacci retracement levels. Did you know that? Did anybody tell you that? Oh, nobody told you that. Come on, like it's a lot. You see like how much, who knows that? Who knows which swing to use to draw the fib? Come on, man, it's a lot. It's a lot, bro. But anyway, so um, let me come back. The, okay, this was the comment. So Jay said, if you scale up to, say, 300 contracts and you lose, then that's 30K and you win 5K with Forex. If the trade goes against you, you are not restricted to time. Well, in Forex, it depends on the, the leverage that you have on that trade, for one. And no, you're not restricted to time, but you are definitely subjected to drawdown. Wait a minute. Let's let's this is why I like to go into comments because we can actually educate. Now, excuse me. With Forex, yes, you're not restricted to time as far as how long you can be in a losing position. You can be in a losing position indefinitely as long as you don't become insolvent, meaning as long as you don't get a margin call because the market moved that far, as long as you're not over leveraged, right? Um, as long as those things are in place, yeah, you can be in a trade and it goes against you, you know, and you can try to trade other trades or do whatever you're doing. I don't know what you're going to do. But when you in a drawdown that might represent 25% of your account, you're in that trade hoping it comes back. Not knowing anything. You hope it comes back. Sometimes it might. Sometimes it might not. What if you end up taking a trade at the end of the trend? And a long-term trend starts to form on the daily chart. A trend that ain't going nowhere for another six months to a year. And the entry price that you got ain't no, it's never coming back. <laughs> what if that happens? Don't you know that that happened to people in Bitcoin? There's people that got into Bitcoin on a short at 25,000. What's the price of Bitcoin now? It's 60,000. Are they still carrying that trade? Thinking that Bitcoin going to come back down 25,000? I'm just saying. Because you can trade Bitcoin on Forex. You can trade Bitcoin. You sold Bitcoin at 25, 30,000, but you in a drawdown right now if you're holding on to that same trade. Or did you just take the loss at whatever level? Maybe you got out at 40,000. If you went to the 25 and you got out at 40, damn, bro, that's more than a 50% loss, depending on how much you leveraged. 
So I'm like, again, I'm doing this to educate and to help people understand what it is that you're dealing with. So it's, it's okay to try to justify what Forex allows you to do. But the bottom line is we don't want to lose any money, period. Let me say that again. Hold on. I don't care what you're trading. The objective is not to lose. I don't want to be in a drawdown. I don't want to get stopped out of a trade. I don't want to have more losing trades than winning trades. I don't want to get a margin call. Yet these are all of the things that you're subjected to when you really don't understand the market because it all boils down to when you get into a trade. When you get into a trade and you win a drawdown, you're hoping that it recovers. One, you don't know when it's going to recover. So what do you have to do? You have to hold the drawdown. What if it goes further and further away from where you entered? The drawdown gets bigger. What happens if you double up? Huh? You try to average down. What happens then? You could be adding to a losing position. You increase the speed of the drawdown. Am I telling the truth? This is education. I'm just trying to provide education for you so you understand what you're doing. Because it's easy to not understand what you're doing. Some people don't know what they're doing. They're just losing. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, you know, excuse me, hopefully this will be helpful. Like for real, for real. I really hope that this will be helpful to people. Um, let me see. Was that all that Jay had said? Jay says, um, I don't think it makes a difference to what you trade as long as you are consistent. 100%. 100%. right about that. Which is the bottom line. Um, to 30,000 and Forex to 5K, then you have not followed the right training. Jay, most people have not followed the right training is the point that I'm making. See, like you're using the comparison because first of all, let me, let, let's rewind a little bit. Let me, let me go back. On Nadex, if you get to 300 contracts, the way that I tell you to do it, you started with a hundred dollars. Let's 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 be clear on that first and foremost. You didn't start with thirty thousand dollars. You started with a hundred. So if you're at three hundred contracts, it means that you took one contract to three hundred contracts by being consistent. Period. Started with $100. So let's be clear on that. To compare that to Forex, is there a comparison? Can you go on Forex and start with $100 and build that account up to $30,000? And if you can do it, 
within how, what time frame are you talking about? How consistent would you have to be in your forex trades? You would have to be very consistent. You would also have to be highly leveraged as well. You ain't going to be able to do it with one to 50. You might be able to do it with one to 100, right? So you might have to go up to one to 500 leverage, which means that now you're an overseas broker, right? You're not on Alpari. They don't have one to 500. You're not on IG, another US-based broker. They don't got one to 500 leverage. IG is one to 50. They do that on purpose. They're not going to let you over leverage your account to set yourself up for failure. You know why? Because they're regulated. The government ain't letting them do that. They're like, nah, you're not setting these people up. No, you're not going to do that. One to 50 is the max, brother. You see? So, so people get mad. Oh, I don't want to trade with IG. I, I can't stand IG. I don't like Alpari. The, the leverage ain't high enough. So then you go to some foreign overseas broker, right, that goes out of business two years later. But they, got a, they had a, one do a thousand leverage. Like, come on, man. Come on. So again, education. Information is power. A lot of people don't know about what I'm talking about. But hopefully now when you watch this, you'll become informed and you'll make better decisions. Stop messing with these overseas brokers. That's first of all. First of all, don't, don't, if you live in the U.S., you need to find a regulated U.S. broker or commodities exchange, whatever trading platform that you want to trade on. It needs to be U.S. based and regulated here. Period. Period. TD Ameritrade, regulated in the U.S. IG, regulated in the U.S. I think Alpari is U.K., but Alpari's not bad. Nadex, U.S. Come on now. Mind you, IG and Nadex, same company. The same, the same IG I mentioned a moment ago, they don't let you go above 1 to 50 leverage. Why not? They are regulated here in the U.S. And they do not want people to over leverage themselves so that they can set themselves up and then complain about the broker. I'm just saying, man. <clears throat> yep, but. um, Yeah, I, I don't trust none of them. I don't trust nothing. I don't trust nothing overseas like that. Nope. Nope. I mean, they, they, they have to have a long history of success for me to even consider. Even looking. I'm just saying. Even for crypto brokers. Be careful with those too. Where's Coinbase um, located and regulated? United States. What, what platform did I tell you how to go to buy your Bitcoin from? Coinbase. Another one is Kraken. U.S. based. Come on. I'm going to tell you what I do and why. Um, so he's saying, now I get what you're saying, but I prefer 
Forex as I'm not limited by time. I mean, you can feel free to trade whatever you want to trade. But I'm explaining the differences so that people can be informed about the difference and understand that there's a clear difference in what they really ultimately need to be able to do, which is be consistent in the market, period. So whether you're on Nadex, whether you're in Forex, whether you're on Robinhood, whether you're in the stock market, whether you trade derivatives, futures, options, you on TD Ameritrade, you got Thinkorswim, you got TradingView, I don't care what you trade, Forex, whatever, whatever you trading, learn how to be consistent in the market. Learn how to understand the market and then apply that information to your trades so that shit makes sense, so that you can be profitable and make money long term. I don't want to hear about what you did last week. Oh, last week I made some money. I was pretty, 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 pretty good. And then this week you in a drawdown. What good was last week if you in a drawdown this week? This, and this is what I'm explaining about Nadex. Binaries, you can't afford to be wrong. Whoa, 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 whoa. See, you can't play no games. You can't slip through the cracks. You either right or you wrong. That's why I said binaries and the Nadex platform, these binaries, they force you to learn the market because that's the only way you're going to make money consistently. You understand what I'm saying? It forces you. You can't afford to be kind of right. I was, I was kind of right. Forex, you can be kind of right all day. Yeah. That'll come back. Yeah, maybe next week. You know, it should recover. I don't want to be in a trade for a week. That's just me. I don't want to. I, I hate getting into trades and then they got to wait for it to recover. I can't stand that. And understand, I'm going back because I used to do that. I used to do that. I blew accounts doing that. There was a time where you just shouldn't have went short on nothing. The bull market, 2008, when the real estate market crashed, when that, when that bubble bursted, there was a time you shouldn't have went short. Right before that, right before the bubble bursted, if you went short, you was in trouble. Nobody knew when the bubble was going to burst. Then it just bursted one day. But prior to that, if you were short anything, you, you, you messed up. You was in a drawdown permanently. <laughs> Shit never recovered. So I don't like that. that. That's why I can talk about it from that perspective because I'm like, nah, I don't like that. I would rather learn about the market and be in trades that I know the outcome of immediately. Like, I want to know the outcome of this right now. I don't want to wait till tomorrow. I don't want to wait till next week. I don't want to wait two weeks, a month. No, 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 no. I'd rather know now. That way, I know that I have to get better at my understanding of the market in order to be consistently profitable. Does that make sense? You see what I'm saying? It forces you to become better. I'm just saying. I'm only saying, man. Yep. It's 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 more similar to scalping. 
Think of it like scalping with a larger account. Big ass contract sizes, big ass lot sizes, excuse me. If you scalping with big lots, you can't be wrong. <laughs> if you if you got tremendous leverage, $20 a pip, 50, 100 dollars a pip, can't be wrong. You gotta be right. So anything that forces you to become better in the market, definitely that's the way to go. And just like I'm explaining what Nadex and the binaries are allowing you to do, it's like you gotta be right. You can't afford to be wrong. If you're wrong, you lose the trade. You lose the trade, you lose your account. Because I'm telling you that you should be maxing out the account. Well, Mark, why are you saying that? Because it's risky. No, risky means you don't know what you're doing yet. Once you learn what you're doing, you take 100 to 30,000. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. If you could take 100 to 30,000, you know what you're doing. And ain't nothing risky about that. What's risky about your little hundred dollars? I'm just saying. It's not the hundred dollars that got you there. It's the skill that got you there. That's the difference. That's the difference. Um, Paylage, what do you say to people outside the country that can't trade Nadex? Should they find something regulated out there? I would say try to find something regulated wherever they are located. I know for some people that's difficult to do, but what, what whatever's been around the longest, wherever you are, is what you should use. So whatever existing platform has been around for, you know, a time doing business, that, that's the platform that you should use. Um, after that, it just takes figuring out how to be profitable on the platform. So bottom line is you got to work with the market. You got to observe the market and learn about it, period, regardless of what you trade in. Um, this is one of the things actually that crypto platforms are allowing people to do. Um, crypto is available in a lot of different countries, a lot of different regions, uh, with the exception of the, the the places where they're banning cryptos. They ain't letting you use the platform if the, the, the crypto was banned in the country. So, you know, if you're unfortunate um, to be in that situation, it is what it is. Hopefully your country eventually will allow the use of crypto and then you can trade on a platform and be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like be within your legal, your legal rights to do so. But other than that, you just got to figure, you got to figure it out. I don't have, I don't have all the answers. I'm only trying to help people make informed decisions and become educated as far as trading goes. You know, some people focus too much on trading. Trading is put like this. Making money in trading is not about trading. Making money in trading is about understanding the market. How to use the information from the market to apply to a trade so that you can make money. That's what trading successfully is about. And that's what I'm about. I ain't about nothing else. I don't want to lose. Um, Willis said there's a lot 
of marketing and not enough market skills involved with trading. You ain't lying about that. Ron Carter said, top-down analysis, mind-boggling. Yes, sir. Anthony Abney, what's going on? Uh, Willis says, I meant to say there's a lot of people getting people signed up for a group in IML and having people lost in the market. Yeah. Um, I had did a podcast talking about the MLMs, too, just, just to provide, you know, some insight and some some educated you know, information with regards to the difference between the MLM and trading. It's like, you want to learn how to trade, just learn how to trade. You don't have to get into an MLM to learn how to trade. And that's not to take anything away from the value of whatever they might offer. I'm not saying that what they offer is not valuable, but I mean, just listen to what people say about it. And it kind of will clue you in as to what it's really about. It's like, it's more so about you recruiting people into that MLM. That's really what the focus is and what the core is for making money. It's, it's like the focus ain't on trading. So there's a, you know, there's a, a big difference. Um, yeah, and that's true. That is true. Chris says, Forex sounds like too many moving parts. It definitely can be. Definitely can be. Jacob said, Forex sounds like you need to start with a shit ton of money. She said, nah, I want to make a shit ton of money. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Um, Paley's Forex is not a right now business. That's why it's unattractive to me. Mm. And again, Understand, I'm not bad. Like, people get defensive because I talk about Forex. Y'all don't have to be on the de the defense when I talk about Forex. I started, I, listen, I was able to quit my job because of Forex. Hold on, like. You gotta understand, I love Forex. But it don't compare to Nadex. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I was profitable in Forex. I wasn't losing. I wasn't losing. I used to lose, but I figured out how to stop losing. So ultimately, when I became profitable, boom. Retired. How old was I? I was 28. When I was 28, I had my last job. Left my last job to trade Forex full time. So understand, I love Forex. There would be no Nadex without Forex. You're following me? There would be no Nadex without Forex. Why would I not love Forex? I love Forex. But what I'm explaining is the differences between how you can trade on Forex versus Nadex. Y'all put a lot of emphasis on Forex all the time. But Forex is a huge world. And people don't be doing what they saying they'd be doing. They just don't. It's a huge world. Takes a lot of figuring out. Just like Chris said, it has a lot of moving parts. Absolutely. A lot of different ways you can go about doing things. Yeah, that's the whole point that I'm making. 
Nadex simplifies things. Binaries, simple as pie, man. And binaries force you to really learn the market because you can't afford to be wrong. That's what I'm saying. That's what's real close to my heart. You cannot afford to be wrong. If you're wrong, you'll lose. When? Now. It don't take all day to find out if you won or lost. You're going to find out right now. Come on now. So that means that understanding the market is a requirement. It's not optional. See, when you trade in Forex, y'all don't be understanding what y'all doing in Forex. Y'all don't be understanding what's going on half the time. Oh, some news came out and it messed up my, my trade. What? So, again, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm helping to bring light to the dark. Because it's dark. It's too dark. It's too much stuff. Blocking the light. Can't see nothing. And again, this is just from my own personal experience. But like I said, Forex, that's how I was able to quit my job. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> it's always missing the point for me. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Johnson, you can start with Forex for $10 if you know what you're doing. Uh, what's good, man? Forex, I'm a Forex trader after three years of training has finally started to pay off. It takes, you, it takes that much time. Many times. Some people some people never get there. Um, Jay Carly said, folks stay on the defensive because they have no receipts, but that's none of my business. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Um, Paleus Mark loves Forex But loves Nadex better Because it's easier End of story Pretty much Pretty much Fon said I trade Forex uh, But I follow you Because you're the only one That talks about mindset Right Right And that's what I'm saying If you really listen to what I'm saying I'm not telling you Not to trade Forex I'm not saying that at all You just heard me talk about A bunch of Forex stuff just earlier in the podcast, I was talking about all type of shit. Drawdown. That's Forex. <laughs> Fibonacci retracement levels. Which swing to use to draw the, the fib out. That's Forex talk. Fractals. Forex. Pivot points. Forex. Scalping. Intermediate term trades. Swing trades. That's Forex. I know about Forex. Like I said, I learned about the market through Forex. I learned how to understand these currency pairs and how they be moving. I used to understand average true range. I used to be trading a pound yen. It had a 20 pip spread. You know what a 20 pip spread is? When you when you trade in $10 a pip? 20 pips. It means you down two hundred dollars. You ain't the market didn't even move yet. Hold on. Y'all listening to me? I used to trade the pound yen with a twenty p 
pip spread. Market didn't even move. I'm in the red. $200. All right. Um, Parable said two years of crypto training for me to get profitable. See? Time. And you're going to have to put the work in. Uh, Mr. Andrew, Nadex or Forex, you still need patience and discipline or you will get powder smacked. End of discussion. Um, Parable said Forex is more forgiving when wrong. Now, again, this is the same point that I forgot who it was that mentioned it, but they, they said that basically what they're saying is you can afford to be wrong. But I want you to think about that for a minute. Is that good? Hold on. Wait a minute. This is so good. Oh, man. This is this is going to be a Don DeMarco moment. Is it a good thing <laughs> to be in a position where you can, aff- you can actually be wrong? Is that good or bad? Just listen. Forex is more forgiving when you're wrong. You're correct. But is that good or bad? Because you know that I'm where I'm about to go with it. Mindset is everything. Mindset is everything. So what happens is because you are okay if you're wrong, you don't see as much as you should, the path that leads to not being wrong at all. Whoa. (laughs) Hold on. You just remain in wrong land because it's okay to be wrong. Right? You trade in something that it's okay to be wrong. You don't have to be right. You know how I feel about that. Well, nobody's always right. You don't have to always be right. But would you rather be right as much as you can or not? Would you would you rather understand why you're right and why you're wrong or not understand anything and just be right or wrong? Or if I'm right, I make money and I profit. If I'm wrong, you know, it'll come back. Yeah, you know, I, I could I could take the drawdown. It's like. If you keep doing that, you you are being rewarded for being lazy in a sense. Because are you really trying to elevate beyond being wrong at all or not? Because to me, it's like, well, why be wrong? Why, like, do you want to be wrong? It, it justifies you taking trades you ain't have no business taking. Here we go. I don't want to be justified doing something I shouldn't be doing to begin with. I don't want to be justified doing what I shouldn't be doing. Me, I don't want that. 
So to me, when you say that, that's not good. The fact that in Forex, you're forgiven for being wrong is not good to me. And again, I'm not saying this to put you guys on the defensive. I'm saying this because the question for me is, do you want to elevate above it or not? See? Some people will say, well, nah, man. You know, Forex is better because, you know, there's room. You got room to be wrong. Well, the whole object, the, the, the objective of trading is to be profitable. That means being right. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought the objective was to profit. I thought that's what the goal was. So I want to be right. I don't care where we trading. I don't want to make moves and then if I'm wrong, I can do this and finagle around and hopefully it works out. I don't want to move like that. I would rather learn about the market and not trade at all until I learned enough about the market to just be consistent, period. That's what I would rather do, but that's me. Just like I told you guys earlier, when I used to trade on these um, Forex platforms, when I was with FXCM, I remember there was a month. It was, it was May because my birthday was the same month. And I kid y'all not, every day I traded that month. And it was my biggest month in Forex. I think I had earned $68,000 that month. And just like I said, I used to withdraw my profits. Like I wouldn't just let it sit in the account. So I counted all the withdrawals up. You know how many withdrawals I made that month? A hundred. I had a hundred withdrawals because they were all different sizes. That's how frequently I used to be trading. My trades used to be quick. Scalping. Or what they call scalping. To me, in my mind, I wasn't even scalping. I just knew how to understand the moves and the timing. And I would go big on the trade. There was trades out $2,800 on a small move. You know what kind of lot size you need for that? $2,800. Or for 12 pip move. Huh? Yep. Come on now. $22, $23. A pip per lot and winning. <laughs> you think I would have the balls to, to trade that way if I wasn't confident in what I was doing in the market? Do you think I'd be able to do that consistently if I wasn't confident in what I was seeing in the market? Absolutely not. Because the proof would be that I lost, but I didn't lose. I was banging them out and killing them so much they used to be calling me all the time. I remember one time, one of the withdrawals I made got lost in the queue. 
And I was like, what? So what happened is anytime that, you know, it, 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 you used to have to fill out the paper and then fax it to them. This is how it worked. So I had a scanner, right? I would fill out the paper to do my signature, all that. It already had the account number and everything pre-printed on it because I did it on my computer. I had all that filled out. All I had to do was fill in how much the withdrawal was for and then sign it and then fax it. So I would do all of that, scan it, and then boom. I would fax it, but I was faxing it from the computer. So it was a scanned image, right? I didn't print it out and do all of that. I didn't have to do all of that. Or if I did print it out, it was only for the purpose of signing it. Actually, I did print it out, excuse me, because I had to sign it physically. So I would print it out, sign it, scan it, and then fax it through the computer. So on one of the, one of the withdrawals, that day I had six withdrawals that day. Six. And I was like, all right, I see five of them. What happened to this one? And it was for like $1,200. So I called them up. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, it, sometimes they get lost in the queue. And I'm like, well, why would they get lost in the queue? And he said, because you sent too many at the same time. That day, I'll never forget, I had sent six withdrawals within a half hour. I was trading, winning, boom. Had the withdrawal form ready because I'm like, ah, right, this is going to be another one right here, bang. Another one right here, bang. Had the withdrawals ready. Every time I took trades, I withdrew whatever I made on the trade. I wouldn't wait. Like, you understand what I'm saying? It's not like I'm waiting till the end of the day and then I withdraw everything. No. Whatever I make, that's what I'm withdrawing. 1,200, 900, 1,800, 600, whatever it was. I'm withdrawing that. They got a slip for it. That day, within a half hour, six withdrawals. The dude was like, yeah, you sent too many at the same time. So one got lost. Go ahead and send it again. This is facts. This was FXCM. <laughs> FXCM stood for Forex Capital Markets. I went to their office and everything in Manhattan. I used to go there. Come on, man. All right, so anyway, I'm just taking you back. This is this is nostalgic for me a little bit because I just remember just random things. I'm like, yo, like, no, you, you, we, we, we're not here to be wrong. We're here to elevate our understanding of the market so that we can consistently be right and get paid. That's what we're doing all of this for. I'm not here to trade and hope I win. And maybe that's for me that maybe that's why I love binary so much because there's no room to be wrong. Ain't no room to be wrong. So, yeah, I, I do believe that that's why I love it so much. So shout out to me for that. <laughs> shout out to me. Yeah, man. Um. Chris said, how are you going to learn discipline by getting a smack on the wrist? I bet if you get your whole ass whipped, you know better now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's it right there, Chris. Yep. 
J. Carter said, I'm not going to be happy with being wrong sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Come on now. Um, Paley's, if you're wrong, you're justifying bad habits. Come on now. Come on now. Which means you're going to be wrong again. What? Are y'all, y'all listening to this? Come on, pay attention. Pay attention. This is nuggets all day. Uh, Maui Jeff, there's a version of you that is stress-free. TA is a vehicle um, that will evolve you into that person, but you're, are you ready for that ride? It ain't easy. Want to know forever. Imagine being stress-free. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Mark, he said Mark can make his They had Mark on their notepad in the office It's crazy It's crazy They they used to know me Um, I think that in their, their um, Like this was around the time Call waiting was kind of still new You know so they were using call waiting They would know that it was you calling But I used to be called I, I used to be having to call them back Like for withdrawal stuff you know, stuff like that. But other than that, I never called them. They used to call me. Oh, we see that you've made, you know, quite a, a bit of of uh, withdrawals this week. Um, you know, perhaps you might want to consider just combining all of them and just sending us one slip so that we don't have to deal with so many in the queue. They told me I was clogging up the queue. I'm not even making it up. It was a supervisor at the office. He said, yes, Mr. Fuller, um, you know, just... Just just a tad bit of advice for you. He basically he telling me don't send so many withdrawal requests. I'm like, nah, that's what I do. You're gonna have to process them. Like, first of all, you're making me do a, a new form each time. So the fact that you're doing that, you're gonna deal with every one of them. I'm sending them back to back. And that's what I used to be doing. Telling me, oh nah, combine them and only send one. No. I'm sending five because I made five different sets of profits. So here you go. It's one for each one. <laughs> yeah, I used to be doing shit on purpose just to irritate them because they was irritating me. But anyway, um, Doug, I'd rather be in tune with the market and know I'm going to be right and receive a winning trade at the right time. There we go. Yep. Uh, when they know that you know what you're doing, they watch you. Sure do. They sure do. <laughs> you can't steal money from their bank and expect to get paid. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Carrie said, I tried FXCM for a minute, did not have the capital to do that. But with TA, you can take $100 and scale up with TA training. That's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, you know, don't don't you know, I think... When I when I started with FXCM, the minimum to open an account was twenty five thousand. Twenty five racks. Then they started lowering it after that. I think they went from twenty five to ten. They went from ten to five, and then they finally went down to a thousand. Because you you have to remember this was at the time where they didn't have many lots. They didn't have many and micro lots. It was standard lots. Like industry wide, it was like standard lots. So you needed, you know, a large account pretty much to be able to handle standard lots. 
especially if you were trading multiple lot sizes or, or you know, taking multiple trades, et cetera. You, you had to be funded. 25000 man. 25000 you And you had to do a, a wire transfer from your bank. I remember all of that, man. I remember all of that. But all, all of that definitely contributed to who I became. So I can't even say I was mad at it. You know? Um, what you're doing in Nadex, you can apply to Forex. Essentially, you're saying that you apply what you did in Forex to Nadex. What I, what I am applying is understanding of the market. So from that perspective, yes. Learning how to understand the market will take you to any platform and position you to be profitable, period. I don't care if it's Forex. I don't care if it's crypto. I don't care if you on Robinhood. I don't like whatever platform you're on. If you learn how to understand and interpret the market, its behavior, how it moves, and then utilize that information and apply it to the way that you're trading, that's how you'll be consistently profitable. So in that respect, 100%, 100%, it's the same. Yep, it is the same. Um, was Chris Terry with FXCM? He went on to run IML, and now it has changed its name. Again, but still, it is Forex and MLM. Um, you said it changed its, its name. What, um, Carrie, what changed its name? I'm not sure what you're referring to. You talking about IML or you talking about FXCM? He said, I was checking it out in 2006 and then left and then got back into Forex in 2016. Yeah, so now, yeah, I'm, I'm a little confused now what you're referring to. I, I'm thinking you're talking about FXCM because I know that um, I think now... FXCM, if they're even still around, they're not doing business in the U.S. Because they was doing shady stuff. They was doing shady stuff, so they got banned. Um, I, the same thing happened to FXDD. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. IML changed its name. Interesting. Um, Jason, please don't do that. So what is IML called now? What's the name now? Just out of curiosity. So when I hear it, I, I know that that's what people are talking about. Um, Walker was good. Polished man, what's going on? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was 28, man. 28. Determined. Uh, Ron Carter mindset wins life and every game. It's inside out every time. Yeah, absolutely. 
He said emphatically, not bad. 100%. Mindset is everything in every area of life. Yep. Oh. HFX? Hold on. I heard about HFX. So HFX is IML? Is that what you're saying? Or you saying that that's... That's a separate thing where they do binaries. Yeah, definitely, Walker. You know, you know what it is. The vibe always on time. <laughs> yeah, I heard something about HFX though. I know that they was doing some um they was having some issues with people that were profitable and they wasn't paying them. Like they wasn't letting people get their withdrawals and stuff like that. Um, Paleys, I think Nadex is not as bad as leaving TA. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He said, leaving Nadex is not as bad as leaving TA. Though, just being honest, because the skill set can be transitioned into anything. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shit. People, people that listen to me about Bitcoin... They up, they up now. Just from the date that I did that podcast on. <laughs> Bitcoin was around 49000 that day. I told you, buy Bitcoin every week. And if you didn't check out that pad, that um, podcast, buybitcoineveryweek.com. Check that out, man. Check it out. Oh, are they? I don't even know, Jay Carly. Right, right. We don't. We don't. We really don't care. <laughs> we really don't care. Um, IML's a ripoff in a circle trader taught by Michael Huddleston. IML is now I am Mastery Academy. Okay, got you yes so I, I i actually have seen that name floating around okay so that's i miss the same thing got you got you <laughs> jay carly said i was pretty happy when i signed on the coinbase today <laughs> oh just to um <clears throat> just to make um everyone aware um there was news today I think that PayPal is incorporating the crypto payments into their their um, platform. I think that that contributed to the the movement in Bitcoin going up. Put it like this, listen, man. No matter what you do, don't sell Bitcoin. That's it. The end. I don't care what you do, don't sell your Bitcoin. And buy more. Well, Mark, should I wait for it to go down first? No. I don't care what the price is. Buy Bitcoin every week. That's it. (laughs) All right. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, Fon said he heard mixed stories about them. I think it depends on the mentor. Yeah, and y'all know I'm never going to say anything negative about anything because, one, I don't know anything about it. Two, 
I'm just never going to bash anything because it could be valuable for somebody. So I'm not going to talk bad about anything. What I will do is talk about facts, though. That's why I, I went into today's topic with Forex, because I, I definitely wanted to delve into specific things that I know would be able to help, you know, just to educate people and help people become informed. That's all. That's all. I have a lot of insight when it comes to Forex. I left my job in 2006 and traded Forex full time. <laughs> she said I was in it for 13 hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What PayPal is doing, they're letting you accept crypto payments as a payment method. So like when you buy something, if if the if a website accepts PayPal, you can use crypto as a payment option. See, and listen, man. Y'all y'all know that when I talk about stuff, it makes sense. Look at how companies are positioning themselves. What's who's the biggest payment processor in the world? PayPal. PayPal. What did PayPal just do by allowing crypto payments to be accepted? They're letting you use your crypto to pay for stuff so that your crypto comes through them. <sighs> they want to get that Bitcoin, baby. Let's put it all, let's, hey, we'll take all your crypto, whatever you want to buy, we'll take that crypto, yep. Tesla, then you buy cars with, with Bitcoin. What y'all think this means? Oh, you want to buy a car with, with Bitcoin? Sure. They'll accept your Bitcoin at the current value of, of the USD for Bitcoin, and they're going to take that Bitcoin and they ain't going to sell it. They're going to hold it. So they don't take, they don't receive it as a payment for your car and then convert it to cash. They holding it. They holding the Bitcoin. All right, I'm done. I'm done. And I make sure I put these on the podcast just so that it's documented. That's all. That's all. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, right, pretty much. Yeah, the MLMs, they, they, they definitely focus on the recruiting aspect. Absolutely. And I, to be honest, I ain't mad at them. I'm like, it's an MLM. That's what you're here for, really. You know, I don't necessarily... Um, like the idea of them using the trading, you know, aspect of everything as the product. So it's, it's kind of like they're using trade and education, but it costs a lot of money each month for that education. And it's like, are you really paying for the education or are you really paying for all of them high ranks and levels that people are getting to and for the compensation plan of the MLM portion of the business. Like, which one is it? We know which one it is. So, like I said, I ain't mad at them. They doing what they do. They doing what they do. 
Yeah, PayPal, exactly. Another company to validate Bitcoin. You gotta understand, every company's gonna do it. Wait, 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 hold on. People don't understand yet. It's just the beginning. It's Listen, Bitcoin is a bank in cyberspace. Right now, your money being printed is diluting the value of your money. You buy less things with it. The value of the cash that we use, the money that we're using, the currency that we're using is less and less every year. It's getting less and less. They can't print more Bitcoin. When Bitcoin is finished being mined, it, there'll be 21 million total Bitcoin. And that's it. That's it. In the, in the bank of cyberspace. Now you got a bank in cyberspace where money can go. So anyone looking to hold on to something as a store of value so that their money does not get deflated through inflation, where they gonna put their money? I'm gonna do a podcast. When I do the next um, Bitcoin podcast, I'm gonna talk about Bitcoin and gold. Interesting things about it. Gold is a $10 trillion market. There's $10 trillion in gold. There's $1 trillion in Bitcoin. You're going to see that change. You're going to see that change. More and more people are becoming aware. And as the valuation of anything increases in size, that multiplier transcends into the price. Hold on, buddy. Yeah. You know how much currency that there is? About 100 trillion. No, matter of fact, no, it's 200 trillion. Excuse me. If you add up all the derivatives and, and everything out there that, that has currency related to it, debt, all of that, 200 trillion. So there's plenty of money to go somewhere. Rich people use gold to hedge their money. The gold market is $10 trillion big. Bitcoin is a trillion dollars big now in 10 years. Think about how long it took some of these companies to become trillion dollar companies. How long did it take Apple? How long Apple been around for? Do the math. Apple hit a trillion dollars in valuation. I'm just saying Bitcoin hit a trillion dollars in valuation and they, they did it in 10 years. Bitcoin is something else. You don't understand what it is yet. But again, you don't got to understand what it is to move. You don't need to understand everything about it. Buy Bitcoin every week. That's it. <laughs> All right, Joe, I'm done for now. Let me get up out of here. Let me go warm up this coffee. All right, y'all, man. So you know what it is. Episode number 22, Brooklyn Moses Podcast Season 2. This was a goodie. This was a goodie. I told y'all it was going to be good, man. Rant Man definitely in the building doing his thing. And again, I hope that you guys get tremendous value from this. Um, 
Make sure that you go to the BrooklynMosesPodcast.com to check out the audio version of this that you just watched. And check that out so we can get the podcast numbers up. All right. Um, BuyBitcoinEveryWeek.com. Check out that podcast. Check it out if you haven't seen it already. If you did see it, watch it again. And that's about it. So we'll be back on the podcast manana. And um, if I have time to do a live market observation, I will. If not, y'all know what it is. All right. Mark Fuller. We'll be back on. Team Alliance. We out. Oh, let me mute this. This thing is always on. I didn't even know this was on. All right, y'all. I'm out. Peace. On top. Hey, I'm on top. Really, I'm on top. Uh, yeah. Whole crew on top. Really, we on top. Wake up every morning with drive. Been on the grind, know I had to survive, we had to win Started from the dirt and the rubble I had to be the needle that was popping your bubble Letting the air out, walking with a clear route How we gon' rise today? I'm making mine today, go make yours Double back and flip the proceeds Last year on the corner sipping OE Had to get off the block, best friend smoking rock Best man called the cops, rose from the city That never sleeps, it's the melting pot